Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The Secret Cabinet. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Secret Cabinet. I'm Travis Dow, and this is the investigative historical podcast in which all history stories are told, which our history teachers kind of uh, left out. Today, everything flows from urine washers to fabric stainers. Everybody who's anybody at ancient Rome took care of their outward appearance. If one wanted to count as noteworthy and be called lautus, then one had to literally be that. Namely, lautus means well-washed. And in that regard was not just the bodily hygiene in the thermal baths, but also well-washed clothing. That clean white of the togas supposedly mirrors the pure virtues of the toga wearer, if he even owned such a thing. But this white appearance of the togas were thanks to a whole different kind of thing, namely urine. A relatively common archaeological discovery in antique Roman finds are amphoras with hacked-off bottlenecks that were practically found on every other street corner. These vase corte, or amphora in Angiporto, literally the amphora in the side alley, was kind of the predecessor of the modern public urinal. But unlike what is common today in Europe, there's no somewhat grumpy-looking woman of uh, undefined age waiting for a couple of coins, but rather an impatient worker that is waiting to be able to finally empty the amphoras. Because the contents were valuable, especially in the somewhat poorer neighborhoods because one drank more beer than wine there, and so the urine had more ammonia, and that's actually the ingredient which one was after. The business-savvy Emperor Caspian even levied a tax on urine, which caused his son Titus to protest. Though then Caspian held up his asterisk and ordered him to take a whiff. And when the emperor's son could not determine any bad odor, then the emperor supposedly said, according to Suetone, and yet this comes from urine. Money doesn't smell. Because the Roman that we left behind waiting for the amphora to slowly fill up is a so-called fulone, someone carrying a towel. And the worker of the classical laundromat or clothes washer is then a fulonic. And of those, 
at least in every bigger Roman city in Italy, as well as in the provinces, there were quite a few. In Pompeii, so far 11 have been excavated, and in one of the suburbs of Rome, five. And in the emergency diggings in the Casalbertone, when they were building a rail from Naples to Rome, the biggest such clothes washing complex was has been discovered to date. Presumably the biggest such shop in all of antiquity. And thanks to the uh, murals, graffiti, and Pompeii, we know quite a bit about these felonica. There were three stages of washing, one to soften, one to clean, and one post-washing process. And when the felona brought his finally full amphora and went to these big washeries, then he met up with those who had the demand for such product, because those also sold the gathered urine. And one threw the clothes in the urine, which was also gathered from big public latrines, mixed with clay dirt and herb, saponaria officinalis, in case you're wondering, stir the whole thing, and soaked the dirty laundry. That could take up to three days. And sometimes, instead of using human urine, one could also use imported camel urine particularly for that purpose, for the more delicate materials. Then, of course, the laundry had to be pressed, and then the children get their turn because little feet were the best for the finest material. These basins with the high sort of brick or stone wall around it is a good identification point for the purpose of these workshops. Once the dirt had been beaten out of the cloth or material and separated itself from the individual threads, then the rinsing cycle came. And for that came a row of sinks, which were connected directly to the public city water. So on one side, the clean water flowed in, and on the other side, the waste water flowed out, while the laundry went the opposite direction, from the more dirty water, finally to the cleaner. The rinsed laundry was then usually hung to dry, and it was the laundry worker's job to then hang them up out on the street. And then, of course, there was all sorts of extra services offered. Through beating the cloth, the individual strands became kind of tighter, and especially with more expensive clothes, Sometimes they were pressed in a way to kind of iron out the wrinkles. And also that had the advantage in so doing that, that they ended up looking even cleaner. And beyond that, you could even bleach them a little bit with sulfur vapors. In a comedy from the poet Apuleius, a felon hid himself under such a basket from the betrayed husband of his lover and almost suffocated in the smell of rotten eggs. Probably not a pleasant death. And speaking of these strange dangers, this job, despite being probably very unpleasant from all the smells, was also not exactly always safe. Even though Pliny the Elder swears by the health benefits of urine, especially against things like the gout, and says therefore that he's never met a single felon that suffers from the gout, where would could ask oneself the question, how many felons did uh, Pliny the Elder know? But in fact, stomping around on clothes did cause pretty bad joint pains over the years, not to mention lung problems because of all the sulfur vapors. Not to mention, there was some severe penalties for washing clothes incorrectly or even damaging it, because those sparkling togas of the upper crust Romans weren't just expensive, but only could be washed a certain amount of times. After three or four times, that's it. After that, they were considered unwearable. The idol emperor Igalbalos even thought that after washing them once, they were already unwearable. And so generally just turned down any washed clothes. But the emperor had other faults like only being 14 years old at his coronation, then trying to replace all the gods with a single monotheistic belief, namely a god that also was called Igalbalos, then getting married five times, 
and turning the capital in basically a sex temple. And if you've been paying attention to some other podcasts, then uh, you know he didn't last very long and his Praetorian guard took care of that. His body was soaked, presumably to wash it, in the Tiber. Speaking of politics, even though the Falones might have been the laughing stock of the upper crust elite, they did actually have a little bit of political influence. The cloth sellers and washers even eventually formed sort of unions. The call to arms to vote or to get votes, Falones, Universum, Rogant, supposedly even had a pretty respectable turnout. And besides for washing, human urine was also used for dyeing, and not just in Roman antiquity, but up until the early modern period, even or especially from the ecclesiastical robes, especially the blue and violet, and uh, robe and altar covers. The expression Blue Monday and the German phrase play hooky, like skip work, is to blaumachen, like to make blue, comes from, well, according to many, uh, from this process, this, this dyeing process. The cloth makers would try to drink as much beer as possible over the weekend to, uh, well, to have enough material Monday morning. And because the dyeing process took so long, one gave the workers a day off, the Blue Monday. That's a nice story, but unfortunately, it's actually not true. Because obviously dyeing didn't just happen on Monday, but obviously other weekdays too. Anyways, the dyeing process only took an hour. Blue Monday probably comes from a different tradition, namely in times of fasting to hang the church altar with blue or violet hangings. And those days were free of work. But urine has a couple other uses too, like the discovery, 1696, of Henning Brunz, the uh, phosphorescent, well, the illuminating white phosphorus. Besides just glowing as this light source, is also used in the production of matches, or for medicinal purpose, which, on account of its high toxicity, probably wasn't that good of an idea. Like the ingestion of one's own or others' urine, um, it actually doesn't have any medicinal purpose. And in German, there's a great podcast out there, if one is so inclined, of Claudia and Cornelius Kurz, The Lesostunde, episode 3. They have, it's, I'm sorry, it's in German, but they have great esoteric subjects and interesting podcasts. And while we're busting some urban myths, there is one floating around that, that some Cuban cigars are made by soaking the tobacco leaves in women's urine or even rolling it up in blood. That's, no. Anyways, I, uh, I, I feel like I got some clothes to wash, so until next time... I'm the humble translator, Travis Dow. This show is by Dea Budla. Go to podcastnick.com to check out our awesome Emperor Norton t-shirt and other shows. That's podcastnik.com. There's like a half dozen other shows. But until next time, this is The Secret Cabinet. Thanks. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.